Hey, Will Turpin. So yeah, I am Span. I am one of the talents here on q 6 the music director and soon to be APD as I continue to earn my stripes. And, and I am here with Art, who I do a podcast with. And uh, well, we're interviewing you because this podcast is getting a lot of attention. So we're like, hey, how about we do the next interview with Will? And uh, Terry was like, all right, I'll let it happen, especially since I actually have to do some radio stuff, be on site for something. So, Will, nice to meet you, sir. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, so uh, what were you doing uh, before you made this phone call? Me? <laughs> I was actually sh- quick shower in the hotel in Baltimore. The hotel. See, that's how you know a band is like in a nice status, because they actually have access to hotels while <laughs> on the tour. And then there I say we're at the Four Seasons, so, you know. The this, four is, this is this is legit. The four seasons. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that's when you know that you're making the big time. Right. Seriously, it's either that or a dusty old van, and I'd rather take the four seasons. Right. Man, how they like us. Actually, we, we wouldn't pay full full uh, full rate here. They they give us a really good rate. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, you yeah. said they give us, as in they have done this before? Yeah, four seasons keeps hooking us up. That's good. <laughs> we haven't screwed up too many hotels for hotel rooms yet, so I think we're still on wrong good standing. Yeah. Well, and it's not like you guys are in rookie season. You guys have been doing this since '92, so you know you guys have been around. I'm sure you've been to Baltimore more than once, if I had to guess. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is the, in, in your opinion, what is the big difference between obviously having a hotel room and uh, and having a tour bus? You know, with having a tour bus, it's you're bunking it. But what are some of the benefits and uh, and you know the negatives of of each? Yeah, man, there's, there's definitely pros and cons to the road. And you know, you talk about a tour bus, and you can talk about 25 years ago when we stepped on a tour bus, and um, we literally had VHS players. Uh, you didn't have satellite going down the road. You didn't have Wi-Fi going down the road. So, um, obviously, hotel room is nicer, but, man, the buses we live in uh, in today's world are, are rather plush. Uh, and we got, like I said, we got things we didn't even think about in the, in the mid-'90s. Um, yeah, so we can sit there and stream videos in our bunks and whatever. And, and the bus does become home. So as, as small as, as your little bunk is, uh, there's still something homey about the bus and something that uh, that feels like, you know, it's just our jam. It's our spot. Um, so we always have a bus with us, and we stay in a lot of hotel rooms. Uh, but, man, on, on a real busy day, I tell you, man, a lot of times I don't even I don't even see a hotel room. I'd rather hang out backstage and just hang out on the bus. Right. And I, I actually have a question about that. Uh, you have your own music label called Gooey Music. You still have that, right? Right. How on earth do you run a music label from the road? Well, it's just my it's just my solo stuff at this moment. But I, I do have a I do have an operating business model now, so I do plan on uh, maybe having another artist or two. Uh, and and this, the label really is, is more to it's more to uh, supplement just the release of the songs uh, and, and get them out there in certain markets. I'm not really trying to uh, sell a certain amount of CDs uh, for the label. It's just more like a vehicle where I can put stuff out there. Uh, and and kind of you know let people have the options to, to to hear it and listen to it and enjoy it, but uh, part of it's just like a business card. Hey, check out this solo record I did. Yeah. Now you guys have been around obviously for twenty seven plus years. You guys are an iconic band. Uh, what is the biggest difference between 
you know, obviously you mentioned being on the tour bus and, you know, back in the day it was VHS tapes and it was, you know, basically being forced to talk to one another to where now you've got the comfort of, you know, like you said, streaming services and everything like that. But music wise, how much has that changed? I, I just uh, I just watched a video of uh, Judas Priest, Rob Halford. He kicked a phone. Have you seen this video? Okay, so during the show, uh, he's screaming into the mic doing what he does, which is being a rock god, a metal god. And there was a fan right in front that was flashing his camera. And Rob was like, I'm done with it. And just kicked it, literally, like punted it like a football. So that's obviously one of the hard parts of being a band that's been around for, you know, like you guys have for 27 years. Things change. What is the biggest change that you've noticed in music in these 27 years? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because we, I mean, we were literally, you know, we've seen a, a, a huge shift. We were, we, you know, we were around when they literally made cassettes of our first <laughs> two or three records. I mean, cassettes are gone. Um, and in, in our latest record, we're releasing, uh, coming out June 21st. Blood, yeah, bring it out. We'll, you know, we'll sell 50,000 copies of, of hard CD copies, actual CDs, uh, where we used to sell half a million. And, and we look at, basically, we look at streaming numbers. We don't even look at sales. Uh, we know that there's fans that want to see the artwork and people do want to buy some CD. Uh, like I said, uh, a tenth of what it had been 20 years ago. Uh, but the streaming numbers and the, and the royalties from streaming are picking up. So, uh, we just kind of, you know, what, what, what we saw, we saw the Napster thing and, and that was like, you know, around, around, the, around that time, that was the huge question at every interview. You know, what do you think about Napster? You know, right. And, you know, the answer was, I was pretty, I think I was pretty, uh, you know, forward thinking when I was like, when I was telling people, yeah, we can't create this art for free. Uh, it costs right. us a little money to do this, but streaming is where it's going and, the, and things will catch up and this is going to be good for musicians in the end. And sure enough, I mean, it took it a while, but. This is all really good for all all musicians, small small uh, startups, and and guys who've been around decades, like uh, like Collective Soul. Yeah, well, that's a question I actually had to ask. I'm, I'm I'm fascinated by the whole. I have buddies who are in local bands uh, who have uh, streaming numbers. One band has streaming numbers so ridiculous. I mean, they're a local band and they stream something stupid like 50 to 100,000 a month. It's really crazy. Yeah, but that's a good number. Huh? Yes, yes. Now, the question becomes for bands like you, when you release a new album, where is the emphasis? Like you want the new music out and you want people to be into the new music, right. but do you emphasize the album sales or do you say, "Hey, stream it everywhere." Like where is your emphasis when you tell your fans to get your music? I mean, it's pretty much stream it anywhere, but we do, uh, we do lean towards iTunes. Uh, we like iTunes a lot. They're, they're a little more artist friendly. How is that? Uh, they're, they, they're, they pay a slightly bigger royalty than uh, Spotify does. Greedy ass Apple uh, gives you more money than Spotify? <laughs> greedy ass Apple has a, a business model that is not so greedy. They try to make, they make a shit ton of money off these phones we buy. But when it comes to their business model with iTunes and such, they just want to. They just want to have a sweet platform that people want to connect into that they don't want to leave, and therefore they have to buy. So they incentivize you. They, they incentivize bands like you to release stuff on there. Yeah, they they want you to be stuck on their systems and and buy their phones is what they want. <laughs> now with the new music drop in the summer, obviously the album's titled Blood and releasing in the summer obviously is a plan that you guys typically have, right? You guys usually do summer releases. Yeah, I mean. If you know, 
them that's all summer uh just depends on uh when it, when the timing happens but it seems like it seems like early spring is perfect because then you can get you know it's obviously spring right new stuff new arrivals uh so we get new music, and then we get a tour on it all summer. Uh, it seems to make sense. And now with this album here, this is the first album in, in four years. What is different from the last release and, and the new album, Blood? Um, yeah, I mean, we do have the same lineup as two records in a row. So we, we've uh, gelled, so to speak, a little, a little, a little bit more time there to gel together. Um, you know, we went up to, uh, we kind of isolated ourselves at a studio in New Jersey, uh, Lake Hoptakong, a beautiful area. Uh, I didn't know Jersey had beautiful areas like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, we, we isolate ourselves, and we really, you know, it's it's 20-something years later. Yeah, man, Ed's, Ed's songwriting belongs amongst the, the, the best of our peers. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we've also gotten, you know, we don't, we don't focus on a rhythm or a note or um, or some technical thing. We're, what we're trying to do, uh, you know, decades later is really just we're trying to catch a vibe or a wave of, of emotion and trying to capture that somehow in the music. And there's ways to do it, but it's, it's really hard to, you can't really describe exactly how to do it. You just open up your ears, open up your mind, and um, and try to let something bigger than the, the components of each individual part, try to create something bigger than that. And, uh, and I think that's what humans are attracted to. There's a, there's an extra special energy or emotion when it's done right. And that's what we try to tap into. So that's that's an amazing way to put what songwriting is like. But here's a question that's a little bit more uh, frivolous. What's it like working with brothers? I mean, you've been doing this band thing with them for 27 years, founding members. But like brothers kind of have like a different bond together, especially on the road, doing the thing. So you're like one of the only surviving, you know, you're the only non-original member who's not related to Ed Roland. How on earth did you negotiate working with brothers and being in a band with them for all this time? I mean, I really, we're we're kind of in production right now for the quintessential documentary. I can't wait for people to see how long we've known each other and, uh, and where we grew up. Um, yeah, Ed and Dean, my earliest memory, I knew who they were. Um, Dean, uh, Dean's two years younger than me, Ed's six years older than me. Um, so Ed was, uh, you know, short story, Ed was working at my father's studio, and I was watching him work on his craft, and then me and, me and my friends came up through high school jamming and playing in bands, and as Ed's friends got, uh, had to start getting real jobs and, uh, and getting married and stuff, we kind of just, the younger generation there in the little town kind of just molded right into it. But, man, I've known Ed uh, and Dean, and, and they've known me, uh, all, both of us, all of us. We've all, all our earliest memories have known each other and uh, grew up two blocks away from each other. Man. I'm not, I am not kidding you when I tell you that where Ed and Dean lived, the church, their father was preacher and music minister at, the recording studio where I lived and where Ross Childress grew up. That is no more than a half mile radius. Wow, wow! So you guys are basically a family. <laughs> we're basically, we're, we basically all are all are brothers. No, especially me and me. I mean, obviously we we lost uh, Ross and Shane are no longer with us. But. Right now, with us being here in Michigan, I always love talking to bands or artists that that have toured around like as long as you guys have, and I I like to get the Michigan connection. So. 
when you think of Michigan, and obviously you guys have been through the state a number of times, what what stands out to you? What are either some great memories, maybe some not so great memories? Uh, you know, what do you think about when you think of Michigan? Well, Detroit is, was like literally the first time when we were young. I remember thinking, okay, that's no joke. This is a rock city. Yeah. Uh, so that stuck out to me being 22 or 23 years old the first time I came through Detroit. That that stuck out. And the other thing I have to say is uh, that kind of, uh, what do y'all call that up there? Up there, the, the beautiful kind of resort area. I didn't know how pretty it'd get up there up north, like Traverse City. Yeah, Traverse like City, that. yep. Uh, so that kind of sticks out to me. We've done a number of festivals there on the lake, and uh, I think it's just beautiful up there. So when you vacation, like when you're away from the boys and the band and you're just with your family, where's your choice to go? I mean, you don't have to, if you want to say Michigan is where you go, feel free, we'll totally take the suck up. But like, where is your choice vacation? Like when you're like, yo, me and my family have to go somewhere and be away from everything else, where do you go? I like, let's see, it really depends on the season, but other than beaches, and we live in Atlanta area, so we end up in, in Florida, maybe the Panhandle a lot when we go to a beach, but what I really enjoy with my family is uh, we like camping, so in the fall, early spring, we like going to the woods. Uh, we got a couple canoes, fishing rods. We take our bikes everywhere. So I've, I've got three boys, uh, and I'm the oldest boy, basically. So my poor wife has basically four boys to take care of. So uh, yeah, man, we get out there, and, and uh, it's not so uh, it's not so uh, so uh, the, the new the new camping is we're not glamping necessarily, but we're not <laughs> wanting for much either. Uh, we've we've got Wi-Fi. The boys will be watching videos and stuff in the camper, but man, it's fun just to get out and, and take the youth of today out of their out of their heads, out of their devices. And, yeah, you and you snatch those phones right out of their hands. I'll bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly the enforcer though. I'd have to admit. Well, we're excited for the new album to drop. Obviously, Blood coming this summer, and then you guys will be hitting up uh, Soaring Eagle, which is right down the block from where we're at. So we're excited for that show as well. Will, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to us here, and uh, we can't wait to see you in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, it was a pleasure, man. Hey, cheers, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate y'all's time as well, man. Take it easy. No, I don't know if it makes me home.